0: In in Latin America, we see uh, Bielsa as as a very unique coach in his coaching method and the the football he proposed. How do you see him? He described you as the greatest coach, a manager of all time. Well, you see his team tonight. Probably mirror himself that the work ethic of the team is fantastic. Uh, I have to say that they worked hard on us tonight. But um, I think that's... Como si tiene que volver andando. Cuidado ese balón de marco.
1: ¡Qué ¡Ojo que llega
0: Por la posesión. Hoy no, de verdad no, pelea siempre el Atlético. No, no. atención al rebalón de Macerano. Oportunidad para el Atleti Con la pelota, Susaneta la juega atrás. Andrés Herrera la coloca para el disparo.
1: Greetings, gang. Welcome to the Teams of Our Lives. My goodness, I love saying that title. My name is Marcus Speller, Andy Brassels here. Andy? Yes. How are you, you getting on, Brovnik oh, I'm so well. I'm so well. <laughs> a little bit of South London popping out there, if you will.
0: A, a little bit of South London pops out every time I open my mouth.
1: Yeah, do you think so?
0: Yeah, I do, yeah. Uh, fair enough, fair
1: enough. Well, Andy, today we're going abroad. Today, we're talking about Marcelo Bielsa's Athletic Bilbao.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> what a treat.
1: What an absolute treat, Andy.
0: It really is. Um, and um, you, you know how they say that history only remembers the winners?
1: Bollocks. That's not true. <laughs> that's not, yeah. As Kevin Keegan and Marcelo Bielsa will tell you, <laughs> that is that is not necessarily true. Um, it. I didn't realise his first management job in Europe was in 1998 with Espanyol. It was a, sh- a short-lived thing. Mm. Six league games, uh, in fact, and a handful of Intertoto Cup matches. Um, but really, it was at a- Athletic that, that that we really saw him strut his stuff in Europe. A- having, absolutely. Having enjoyed, I think so, a few of us, without sounding too hipsters, some of us had enjoyed his time at, at Chile, um, the national team of course but it but this was where we we really kind of i think in this continent really started to to get to know him a bit better
0: 100 percent, marcus uh, i think this is the point where we all start to become uh or <laughs> uh, uh deniers depending on which way you want to look at it because there seems to be very little in in, in between um that espanol Spell. I I do occasionally wonder how that would have worked out if Argentina hadn't come knocking for him because that's the reason um, he left after those half dozen games. He had a decent squad there, you know, led by um, Mm. Pochettino and De La Peña. But he had some good players waiting for him at Athletic. And I, I think when you've gone through that spell of coaching a national team, I think... We all recognise now how different it is um, coaching a national team as opposed to coaching a club. If you're going to coach a club that is like a national team, mm-hmm. you can't really get much better yeah, than athletic. And certainly in the short term, at the start of his spell, I think that that really helped him.
1: Yeah, I, I don't remember him that much as as Argentina manager. That's probably, you know, maybe reflects a, a time when we didn't know as much as we do now about football from around the world. Um, maybe the uh, the internet hadn't got fully in its stride with regards to kind of foreign football coverage, perhaps. Whatever the reasons are, but but yeah, I, I don't remember that so much. I say I remember him, uh, at, at Chile, but but Bielsa he he sometimes. And we've we've done our fair share of this. with the ramble is 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 characterised as a very a very difficult man, a, mm. a, a, a very what would be the word? Sort of, uh, uh, uh what am I, what am I trying to say here? He, he's um he's not outgoing. He's uh, he's an introvert. That's the word I'm looking for. He's he's all these things, and yet as we see at Leeds, and I think we saw in in Bill Bow. The locals mm. really took to him.
0: And do you know why that is, Marcus? It's because he understands the fans' experience. Yes. And he's, he's such a rare coach. How many coaches can you think of who talk about the fans beyond, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you know, they're they're important to us. It's great to have them behind us. That yes. That's normally what a coach says about the fans. Yeah. But yeah. someone who actually makes an effort to understand their experience, understand how they feel, understand what they want to see when they come to the stadium, not just in terms of being entertained, Mm -hmm. but in terms of implication, in terms of effort, in terms of knowing what the shirt means, all that sort of stuff. I think the only other coach I can really think of in that sort of um, mindset in, in the modern era is, is is probably Diego Simeone actually, because yeah. especially when Atletico were at the Calderon and Atletico are part of this story. When we go a little bit further down the line, um, he always used to talk about um, Atletico representing the blue collar characteristics of the neighborhood. And we, we have to, we have to fight and battle. That's, that's who we are. That's what the people expect. And uh, it, actually it made it a little bit difficult for Atletico when they move to the Wanda Meta because Simeone had made such a big thing about identifying with the local area. It's difficult to transfer when you move it 15 yeah. miles away.
1: <laughs> yeah. I never mentioned it at the time, but I also love this place. And now, let me tell you. <laughs>
0: I also love this post-industrial wasteland.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, by this the airport. Is, this is right. I was only joking about the last area. <laughs> uh Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think... Uh, it, it is a tricky one, but but i do I do find that fascinating though because again, not to kind of go over the, the, the same point too much but for a guy who you you wouldn't think his characteristics, his mannerisms, the way he is, he would be such a favorite of the people. you would think it would be a more outgoing coach, a more mm. um, extroverted coach uh, you know somebody like you know the way Keegan and the Newcastle fans were were together his character his personality lends itself to that Bielsa doesn't but it shows you Absolutely. that he considers all things I mean he, he before he took the job in Bilbao he studied the area the football culture and the club before joining them he is well, a lot of joined up thinking Andy when, when Bielsa that, makes his decisions
0: that's it he really gets inside it and, and lives it and um, I think it's like when he arrived at Leeds he knew more about the other teams in the championship than <laughs> right. than, than some of their own managers i think yeah. um he's, he's someone who gets so involved I, I mean it's and we saw i think in this athletic season as, as as much as anywhere else he's he's been in europe or anywhere else that that is his biggest strength and his biggest weakness at the, at the, at the same time but starting with the strength i mean the football was magnificent in this season it was it was really great um generally 4-3-3 but quite amorphous and you know he gave room to play to players who didn't always have that because i think you can look at if you go a a few years further back there's maybe a slight comparison to be made with with Sevilla and who knows maybe they'll pop up some some (laughs) time on teams of our lives but I I think if you look at the way they changed from Sevilla changed from being this traditionally tough take no shit tackle everything Mm -hmm. kind of team um that, that, that that fought for everything into something a lot more expansive um under Juan de Ramos and going forward from there and that was really the thing for this athletic and it's the thing you touched on quite rightly marcus with bielsa's philosophy that the sense of art and give everything are not mutually exclusive
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in fact they 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 work really really well together certainly the way that, that that bielsa does it i think you look at the age of a lot of those players at the time it, it, it really helped as well i mean they're, yeah. they're, they're a pretty athletic team
1: um and if you, if you think of some of the names and herrera was there javi martinez
0: I, yeah and uh like javi martinez um who was largely a midfielder and always gets he always gets credited pep guardiola with changing Javier Martinez to center back but Bielsa played him at center back quite a lot sure and we, we always know about how admiring Guardiola is of um, of Bielsa and of course it was, it was it was magic when they played against each other in the league those couple of times and Guardiola's last game yeah. of his Barcelona career of course at the end of this season the 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 the, the, the first Bielsa season uh, Athletic 2011-2012 is the Copa del Rey final in which Bielsa and Guardiola come together again. And what what an incredible uh, send-off for for, for Guardiola it it, it turned out to be. Um, But I think his imagination allied to the sense that you have a set of players who are naturally committed to the club um, because of the way that Athletic do business, just to reiterate for anyone who is listening, who isn't aware, um, that they only take Basque players Athletic. Now, of course, they do stretch the criterion a little bit at uh, certain points. And that's because they've, they've given themselves such a, a small window to, to work with. But what you are getting is a set of players who, by and large, unlike players at other clubs, really get what it means to play for the club and really want to put everything in. So I think you look at Anderrera, and it's, it's funny, when I look at that season... And you know, I've gone back and looked over some of the games. Um, I know Ander Herrera has gone on to play for Manchester United and Paris Saint-Germain. It, I've never seen him play better than in, in that season mm. under Bielsa. And it's funny how he's thought of as just a breaker these mm-hmm. days. Whereas actually, Ander Herrera on the ball in this season under Bielsa is absolutely fantastic. You know, the athleticism. Uh, the intuition, the vision. I mean, I can understand why everyone wanted him
1: after this season. uh, And also on that note, what about a a word for Fernando Llorente, who Mm. went on to win, you know, titles at Juventus, saw him at uh, Swansea and and Spurs as well, Mm. playing in, in the Champions League. And he, I think in this country, especially playing for Spurs, he was a bit plan b and maybe a bit of a big man up top. But for this side, you know, he was he was superb leading the line for Athletic Bill Bell.
0: Yeah, he was absolutely brilliant, Marcus. And um, I think the th- the thing is, because he has got that reputation of uh, being the target man and being great in the air, which he is, and being able to make the ball stick. And, and that was important to this Athletic side, actually, because... Um, I don't think we should overlook the fact that they were fine playing it long as well. They were fine playing it um long out of defense. And Llorente made a a huge contribution to that. He was also really, really good on the ball. You know, he could get the ball and and dribble round a couple as well. A great touch uh, for
1: a big man, Andy.
0: <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And this this was his best season uh for Athletic as 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 well. Um but I mean when you look back at the very start of this season it was a lot for them to get used to the athletic players to deal with Bielsa. You know, I, I've seen him work with teams where he seems to have an almost instant impact. Um, that's normally at the start of the season when they've had a long pre-season, a long, hard pre-season before where he's been able to drill them in his philosophies. But it didn't go great uh, at the beginning. I mean, they lost three out of the first five league games and those those three were all in a row. So they had to really dig to to, to get into this season. But it was more in the cups than the Liga that that they really shone in this campaign.
1: Yeah, and the Europa League is 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 where I think we should go to next because mm. that was when I think people outside of Spain saw this this team and and Bielsa. Mm. Uh, you know, they topped their group, which included Red Bull Salzburg and, and PSG. They went through and away goals against Lokomotiv Moscow, and they met Manchester United in the round of sixteen. That 3-2 win at Old Trafford not only was it a marquee result for my money it was a marquee performance and I think of it being one of the great performances from an away team in England in recent years. You think of sides that have come to England and, and put in great performances whether it be Champions League or Europa League I think immediately something like you know Deportivo at Highbury mm. or you think of Real Madrid and Ronaldo at Old Trafford you know these sort of types of performances there'll be a few could maybe even argue Monaco at Man City I just remember that foul cow scoop yes. over the keeper glorious goal but I think this is in there um, it was it was an incredible performance and and it was one of those games where Manchester United in the Europa League was a little bit of a novelty um, my goodness they'd sort of have to get used to it a little bit you know? mm. <laughs> but it was a bit of a novelty and I remember some Manchester United fans uh, friends of mine uh, supporting friends of mine sort of said, oh, it's a bit weird. Well, can we even be bothered? Oh, well, I suppose we can. Oh, well, maybe we'll win. You know, there was all that that kind of thing. I know they won it under Mourinho. But when Athletic well turned up, they really schooled them. It was a phenomenal yeah. performance and a great win. A 3-2 flattered Manchester United.
0: It really did. And this was a good Manchester United team. Yep, you know, absolutely. This was, this was Manchester United still under Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And Athletic started that game really well. They went for Manchester United from the off and you know they were mesmerising with the way they circulated the ball but they also did play it long to to kind of get behind them as as, as well and then Wayne Rooney scores like halfway through the first half against the you, run of play yeah and you're probably watching it thinking oh well that's it then yeah you know, this normality like, resumes. this is only going one way from here but they they just they just wouldn't let it drop oh, and
1: Llorente yeah. scores and then that second goal do you remember that one from Demarcus? Oscar Demarcus, yeah. Always nice to have a Demarcus in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a glorious goal. Do check that out if you if you can't remember it, you haven't seen it.
0: And of course, the the, the thing is, Demarcus is is still playing for Athletic. Mm. And uh, I think it's funny when you look at this group of players. It, it goes back to what we were saying about players having this sort of lifelong relationship with the club and Bielsa being able to feed off that. Because um, you know a, a couple others from from the lineup um, of only less left in the last couple of years you look at Turaspe, for example uh, uh, I Munyain who uh, back in those days kind of looked like an elf and now looks like some sort of Norwegian warlord <laughs> um he's, he's developed quite nicely he scored the goal that that, that pretty much clinched it at 3-1 before Manchester United got that that penalty near the end but then, the, the the second leg a week later mm. was as much just watching it's it's its own way because there I think not only do um, Manchester United take it super seriously you look at the team they put out you know they yeah. never wrote it off for one minute um, the, the the fact is that Athletic played more brilliant football but with the swell of the San Mamés behind them but which is an incredible stadium and you really felt the union between coach and player and fans in that mm. game it was an extraordinary night where you know normally I don't think you really get the atmosphere coming out of in normal times when fans and you don't get the atmosphere flying out of the telly at you mm. but you did that night it was really really special De Marcos got the got the clincher he got the second in that but Llorente's finish was 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 brilliant and it, it had to be to beat De Gea because you think actually you talked about how um, United were flattered by that score in the first game, um, and and they really were. De Gea had a fantastic match in he that did. first game at Old Trafford. <laughs> yeah, he did.
1: Uh, it's funny you saying about when the when the supporters and the team and the manager are kind of all as one. I remember Athletic Bilbao when they had uh, was it Luis Fernandez, the the yeah. French uh, former Fra- France player.
0: Of course, he'll tell he was you he's Basque. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no yeah,
1: I'm, not, I'm, yeah. I'm not doubting that for a second, Andy. Um, he was a former France international.
0: Yeah, he, he was. He was, yeah. he was part of uh, Le Carré Magique, uh, the Magic Square.
1: Yes, of course, 84. Um, now, I remember first seeing Athletic Bilbao on TV years and years ago when he was in charge of Athletic Bilbao. And they beat, I think it was Real Madrid 2-1 in this particular game. Mm. I was watching Yulan Guero. Beautiful man, beautiful player was kind of <laughs> pulling the strings, and the way Fernandez was, he was very extroverted, very emotional. Mm. Uh, he, I mean, I think for the for the second goal, he was in the huddle with the players, you know, on yeah. the pylon, He kind of joined in. That's uh, Luis
0: Fernandez, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. He kind of got what was going on at that club. I mean, I don't know too much about his time there, but it's so funny how again Bielsa, totally different vastly different uh, uh, man mm. to what Fernandez was and yet there it was everything was united everything was as 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 uh, as intense and as passionate and as committed as it was mm. in, in that that game in which i first kind of really kind of switched on to athletic bilbao and what that club is all about and what it and what it really means to the people um because you know you think of barcelona and club absolutely but of course, as they've been such a huge side and and everything that goes with being an elite club, it's therefore not as personal uh, to some of those fans. I'm sure some of them would argue it was. But just inevitably, not necessarily a criticism. I'm sure we could criticise them uh, for some things, but I'm not going to go there. But with Athletic Bilbao, that was one of the first things that I noticed about that. that it was just there's such a unique side. And for Bielsa, who's an outsider, uh, to, to come in and get that, is phenomenal um yeah course- it's
0: huge i, I mean I, th- I think the thing with as you say the thing with barcelona is slightly different because um there's such a, a sort of i guess success story from their perspective of, yeah. of, of globalization that it sort of dilutes the percentage of fans who really connect with what i i guess match-going fans or a lot of match-going mm-hmm. Barcelona fans would consider the core purpose of the club so that's that's slightly different and athletica are never going to be that in a in a, mm-hmm. in a global sense but th- they have always had a sense of sticking very rigidly to their principles as yeah. as, as well and of course Bielsa sticks very rigidly to his <laughs> principles so it's a it's a similar thing really um I mean, I know people talk again and again about um, Bielsa teams falling apart in the home straight of a season. Th- this is perhaps Do
1: the best, seems- or
0: de- the best, or depending on which which you, yeah. which way you look at it, the worst example of that. Yeah. because if you look south of the semi-final second leg against Sporting, which they play very well in in, in the UEFA Cup, for, from there on in. They're struggling. They're mm. really struggling. Now, there's been debate over whether these players perhaps were just a bit nervous on, on on the big occasion, whether they couldn't get it over the line, or was it the fact that they'd been flogged so much by Bielsa? Now, this is something that he talked about. There's a famous um, leaked um, season debrief from uh, Bielsa in the dressing room that made it out um onto the internet and there there was a rumor that uh Javi Martinez had had, had recorded it because he was he was leaving the club he he went to Bayern at the end of the season of course um in a record transfer but but that's that's never been confirmed but when Bielsa talks about about this he said I you know everything that's gone wrong in the back end of this season is down to me not down to you Mm -hmm. because I, i if if you were a bunch of players who didn't listen to me, um, I I would say it was your fault. But you have listened to me. You've done everything I've asked, and uh, in training you've given everything. And then when you've got out there in these big matches, in the finals, in the final against Atletico Madrid in in in, in Bucharest, in Madrid, in the final against Barcelona, it was played at the Vicente Calderon actually. Um, that there's you've just you just haven't been able to carry it out for for whatever reason And it's funny it's like a farewell speech before the farewell because he, yeah. he gives this speech saying well i don't know if i'm going to be back next season i'm going to speak to the club about it but just in case i'm not back here's what i want to say to you and it's very bielsa it's simultaneously comforting and really stark and difficult to take where he just says look you just at the end of it you just weren't good enough were you and you've let the people of this city down <laughs> and yeah you're like whoa you know there's 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 it's totally what he's thinking and feeling there's no sense of you know what might be the best right there's no sense that he's like gaming the players that he's mm-hmm. trying to get the best out of them um going forward by using a certain type of device i i I never really feel that with him you just feel that he's so passionate about it Mm. he just says absolutely what's on his mind and it was a really emotional run into the season because i'd let's go pick them off in the europa league final so much better than them they were beaten by two
1: better sides like distinctly better sides you know they finished 10th that season in the league
0: yeah, but they finished 10th that season in the league because they lost a ton of games in the running. And, sure, and but, they were they were concentrating but, in the but, Cups. I mean, Atletico... Atleti and
1: Barcelona are a better sides than I thought no, but, it would be about. It's a shame at, that they Atletico,
0: had both. Atletico were on the way up and they didn't even make the Champions League at the end of that season. Mm. So, I, I mean, they, they missed out on... I, I mean, when Simeone took over, which... I mean, this was a colossal season for Spanish football when Your you balls, think about. Yeah. Um, Simeone took over two days before Christmas in, in, in 2011 and um, they, they just went on the up and up. You know, they were nearer the relegation places than they were the uh, Champions League places when Simeone took over. In the end, they ended up winning the Europa League and just missed out by a whisker on Champions League on the final day of the season to be a So... Atletico were on the way up, but they were a team who, if you're an Athletic fan, you would have considered them a similar ballpark. And oh. they, they they were for most of the season. Mm-hmm. Now we know, I think, with with hindsight, that Simeone was doing something special there. But I think when you look at the comparative players, there's no reason that Athletic wouldn't be in that final. But they conceded early, early to Falcao and they, and they choked. Yeah, and, and, and then I, you're done for. I, I think the the end of that when we talked about how emotional the running was this season whether that's tiredness whether that's not being able to deal with the occasion bielsa hadn't really prepared them properly for it for whatever reason he didn't have the right words of comfort after the final either and you know the the speech i was talking about the um was recorded he gave the day after the Copperdale Ray final, in which they were absolutely hammered flat by Barcelona and mm-hmm. you know another weary side or or, or albeit, as you said one that was a lot lot better than them um, but when I remember like I went to the Europa League final in Bucharest and I, I remember I told this story before mm-hmm. waiting for the players to come out um, afterwards to to say a few words none of the athletic players stopped to to, to talk mm-hmm. and they're all of them have been crying I mean, everyone remembers mm. how bitterly they were crying on the pitch afterwards. And, you know, I think people at the time who maybe missed the Bielsa experience or w- what it was really about, go, why are they so upset? Because they're given everything. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't good enough. Mm. And they all walked out without saying a word. And the last guy out of their changing room was the press officer who was clutching like 20 silver medals. They all left them in the dressing room. Yeah. And, and that, That really stayed with me. And if you look, the fact that Bielsa did come back for the next season, but of course they lost Javi Martinez. um, Fernando Llorente was frozen out because of his contract situation. I think he started about four or five games in that next season. That made it really tough for him. Mm. And um, yeah, 2011-12 was the pinnacle, it's fair to say.
1: No, I think you're right. I think you're right. And and to put it in more context, the last time the club won a major trophy, not including the... Spanish Super Cup as they've they've won that a couple of times recently. I include very, that very well. I'm sure we do. <laughs> uh, but it was in 1984 when they won the league and cup double. You know, reaching mm. a cup final is a major thing. For, well, for, for most teams, um, of course, but Athletic Bilbao certainly. Um, and again, it's it's a little bit of a shame that they didn't win a trophy. But to reach two finals, in particular a European one, it, he's given them great memories there. And he's, despite some of the more prickly moments or. Uh, emotionally insensitive moments or whatever he gave those fans a lot to shout about and, and he is remembered fondly there and and I think it's actually helped his shape his, his managerial career they say he can't teach an old dog new tricks I, I think he has learned a few things and, and that's why I think we're seeing some really good stuff from Leeds but there we are that's another team uh, uh, and uh and, and, and another conversation for another day. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to The Teams of Our Lives. Thank you very much, Andy. Bloody pleasure as always, my man. Thank you. We'll see you next week, everybody. This was a Stakanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.